Hello, Rich Bowlers here. A big thank you for downloading the Dad Mindset podcast, where we explore different perspectives on fatherhood. This episode, I chat with father of two boys and internet sensation Sergey Urban. Sergey, along with his family, founded the Dad Lab, which helps people get excited about art and science through thoughtful and easy to recreate home experiments and projects that are real crowd pleasers. I hope you enjoy this peek behind the scenes with Sergey. Sergey Urban, welcome to the show. Yeah, hi. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure, Sergey. Um, now, you've been having some incredible success inspiring parents on the internet. Can you tell us all about your journey so far? Uh, yeah, the thing is, I mean, all the new people who discover me, they're thinking, oh, here is this vet lab. He has many followers and uh, he probably knows a lot about how to be a parent or how to do science experiments. But the fact is, I'm just a regular dad. Uh, I don't have any background in science or teaching. So how it all started, basically, uh, about four and a half years ago, I uh, my wife said to me, uh, there is a big boom on Instagram, uh, do something there. Uh, and I was thinking, so being, uh, being a parent at the time already, I was thinking, okay, I want to help parents. And the original problem that I want to help uh, to solve was to share cool educational toys that you would, that parents would buy and give to the kids, so the kids could just play and learn at the same time. Uh, simple idea, but the thing is, I, I was actually kind of struggling at the time to find something like that. And every time when I was finding something, I was really happy, and it's something that I started sharing. And uh, so bit by bit, uh, so I started introducing some uh, activities, um, just filming some videos, uh, uh, branching out across all different platforms. And the number of followers just grew and grew. And now people think that I'm just this, you know, I don't know, influencer, big YouTuber with millions of followers. <laughs> and it's, But the fact is, I'm still kind of the same guy, still the same dad who struggles with like sometimes with some, some daily parenthood challenges like every parent uh but it just happens that i have many followers yeah now what are, can you tell us a bit about the dad lab itself yeah so uh again uh so i started on instagram uh, then uh, and it was basically just just photos of uh activities or photos of toys and then uh, Instagram introduced videos, uh, it, and it was 15 seconds videos. So I started doing, okay, I said, oh, why not? I started doing some videos. Uh, and then Instagram introduced 60 seconds videos. So I started doing those longer versions. Uh, and this is how I kind of got into filming. Uh, and I, was basically do, I basically was doing just a lot of filming. And now I'm guessing, I think I'm actually quite good at this. And it was just due to practice. Uh, and yeah, so I started cross-posting this content on Facebook, uh, basically in the Instagram, there you can just put a tick, uh, uh, and automatically all the, all the posts that you upload to Instagram going to be uploaded to Facebook. So I done that. And, uh, one day, one of my videos on Facebook went viral and it was in the first, uh, week I got my first hundred thousand subscribers, uh, on Facebook. So I think, okay, there are more, more people interested in my stuff. So I started paying more attention to Facebook. And since that, uh, since that moment, I had like over uh, 10, maybe 20 videos that uh, went viral, meaning that they have 
more views that I have followers, and usually it's over a million. Uh, so yeah, I was just kind of lucky uh, to get there, to find my audience, lucky to be, I don't know, the people who found me, recognize me, and uh, following me, and want to get these ideas. And yeah, what I want to do is, is simple, because uh, it might be hard to believe, but I'm actually quite lazy parent. Uh, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't push my kids to uh, learn something. Uh, it was like uh, if we're talking about my older son, who is seven now. Uh, when he was uh, one, uh, he really wanted to learn letters, uh, and I was saying, okay. So if I mean, he was really kind of pushing me. Okay, give me some letters and stuff. So I was giving him some kind of books, some kind of toys with letters. I was just basically giving him the information. Then he changed his mind. He he really wanted to learn more about sea creatures. So okay, I was buying books about sea creatures. And he found out about sea creatures that I didn't know existed, but he knew all about them because he was he has a passion about it. And I was just trying, always trying to follow my kids. Uh, and as it happens, uh, they just are interested in a lot of different stuff, uh, and they are quite quite demanding. And they're saying, "Okay, we want to do the science experiment." So again, they're pushing me, and I'm just going uh, going to the kitchen and trying to come up with something simple. Because again, I hate preparing you know some activity for hours and then uh, poof within five minutes it's done i like simple stuff again uh, uh, using materials that i have at home easy setup just put everything in one place and it uh, bring your kids and they're just kind of mixing and discovering everything by, by themselves so i always have some special kind of uh, idea what exactly i want them to do but I always give them to. Uh, I mean, first of all, I will always ask them why. What do you think? Uh, what What do, do they think is going to happen? Uh, and then I say, okay, and now let, let's try. Let's try to figure out. And uh, quite a few times, uh, what happened was the activity or the science experiment that we were, were doing went a completely different way than <laughs> I anticipated. And it's part part of the thing. It's uh, it's how we have to uh, think about that kind of stuff. Because sometimes uh, I remember when I was quite young parent, and I was I, I wanted to show some activity to the kids, and they were doing something completely different, and I was uh, getting kind of angry. Why why aren't they doing this <laughs> stuff? The perfect thing that I prepared for them. Uh, <laughs> But, and it's what happened with a lot of parents, and I recognize that, and I was, I'm just saying, there is no way a kid can do something wrong. Uh, if you're doing experiment and, and it's not working, it's still a successful experiment because you learn th that if you mix that stuff in that particular order, it's not going to work. But if you're trying to play with the materials, with these ingredients uh, in a different way, you might get a different result. So there is no way in failing the, those activities. I love it, Sergey. And I totally agree because in the past I've done, I've, I've been off way more than I can chew. I've had this idea, yeah, we're going to build geodesic domes out of cardboard or something crazy like that. And I've got the kids excited in it which is, you know, not following the kids, but leading. And then do it for maybe 10 minutes. But then halfway through the task, they're like, oh, yeah, it's not really doing what we thought. And they'd go off and do something else. And there's me going, oh, come on, guys, we're so close. You're missing the best bit. And then I just go, yeah, I'm going to have to call it quits and come back to this or do something. And so what you're doing, starting really simple with 
things you have ready in the house that can be done in like five minutes is fantastic because I think um, like I've done a few of your experiments now and the good thing is it's either in the fridge like the one with the egg where you char it with a candle and then you dip it in the water and and that took maybe four minutes to do but the response I got from my kids and all the neighborhood kids because we've got about 12 kids in the neighborhood there was like full on whoa that's amazing it's turned to ice you know because obviously it, it becomes hydrophobic the the soot and it uh, keeps yeah. The, yeah. the water off but it looks amazing in the water so that was like the responses you get in such a short time on your experiments are top notch Sergey. it's brilliant the um and, and to 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 go back to your point about the the viral video like was it the skittles video that was one of the first viral yeah. Yes, Skittles video was the first viral video, yeah. Can you, can you tell uh, us a bit about uh, that one? Because that's a beautiful experiment. We did it with Smarties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's beautiful. It's a simple idea. And uh, it, it brings uh, to the point what I'm saying, that when I'm trying to uh, choose what activity I'm doing with my kids, I'm tr- always trying to find something that is fun, not just for kids, but for parents too. Because at the end of the day, if... Uh, parents are doing something that they are not interested in, uh, they would look bored and uh, kids would get that. But if parents are excited about trying something new, something exciting, uh, kids would get that too. So uh, what what I want to do with my activities to make sure that they are interest, uh, interesting for everyone. And surprisingly enough, I have quite a few followers uh, across platform that don't have kids, but still follow me because of this cool idea that I show. And coming back to Skittles video, and it basically, uh, it, the, the best time to do that activity is on Halloween when you have plenty of candies because you can just use any of those. Uh, but basically we, uh, we have done, we used it. Uh, we used Skittles and, uh, what was the other one? So there was some, some, some other candies that we used. And it's a simple idea. Again, uh, you have a, you have a plate. Uh, and what we have done again, I'm trying to always to teach a few things with one activity. So what I ask Alex to put those candies in a circle in a specific order, like a pattern, like uh, making sure that the same kind of five colors would repeat themselves. So again, uh, we're doing some, something like physical chemistry experiment. And at the same time, we are learning like mathematical concept, like pat- pat- patterns. Uh, so he was doing this circle in different colors. And uh, surprisingly enough, it was like perfect pattern, perfectly <laughs> finished, and when it, what it needed to be finished. And then what we did, did uh, was we basically poured a bit of warm water uh, onto the plate, so it covers all the all the skittles. And then you can see that this water dissolves this uh, uh, colorful sugar coating on top of the skittles, and all the colors. Uh, come inside the plate in, in beautiful rainbow. And uh, when that happened, so the, again, the video went viral. A lot of people were trying it. And uh, I uh, was stuck on the street when people were saying, okay, I, I, we have done it. We don't have kids. But we <laughs> saw the video overnight. When we went to the shop, bought it and tried it. The only downside was that we couldn't preserve this beautiful picture. So we tried to put it on in the fridge, but when you move it, it's actually... Uh, it just all blends. All, 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 uh, yeah, it's all blends, basically. Uh, but again, it's it's all about uh, making people excited about science. Uh, that, you know, just try to... I'm trying to make sure that they are uh, curious about the world. 
trying to tell them that you can you know mix simple things and come up with like completely unexpected result yeah well it's um interesting because one of my fondest memories was as a kid having uh one of the i think it was my uncle um or maybe my dad i can't remember uh, both of them actually i think they were just coming up with experiments together and the one where you held a cup above your head with a uh, like a postcard uh to, to sort yeah. of the anti-gravity experiment and then you tip the water over your head and stuff so i remember that as a kid and and it was just awe-inspiring it was super exciting it's like whoa how does the mirror actually do that and it was one of the best ways to sort of build that inquisitiveness and um and I think going through your comments, um, I saw one from an adult that said, look, I'm a scientist and I know all this stuff, but I really struggle to teach it to my kids. And your experiments actually help communicate in a way that everyone can understand. So I think, you, you know, that's a massive sort of uh, acknowledgement to, to what you're doing is, is really good, Sergey. So congratulations on that. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I, I, every time I want to do some kind of experiment, some science stuff, I always try to find the uh, explanation of what exactly I'm doing. And sometimes uh, explanation that I find online, because, you know, I'm not a scientist, so I basically do my research. I have some kind of basic knowledge of stuff, but sometimes it's like too complicated. So I'm trying to kind of figure out, trying to uh, read some books or do search online to find the explanation. And sometimes the explanations are so complicated, like <laughs> yeah. air pressure is pushing something and it, there is a difference in pressures, that's why it works. And I'm thinking, it doesn't actually make sense to a regular person. So I always try to simplify stuff, trying to read more explanation to understand uh, first myself and then try to kind of simplify it to make sure that everyone else who reads the stuff can understand it too. Uh, yeah, I mean, and that's why, yeah, uh, I, I, I think I remember this comment. Uh, that's why even you know, scientists who know all this stuff, but it's uh, they just don't know how to simplify, basically. <laughs> now, what about your background, Sergey? I mean, what in, uh, you, you say you're a lazy dad, which I don't believe, but I can totally see where you're coming from. Can you tell us a bit about your upbringing? Uh, yeah, I mean, the thing is, so I'm, I'm, I'm originally from Latvia. And my first language is uh, Russian. Uh, so when I was growing, I was just basically, I would call myself normal person. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, I was good in, in, at math, but I guess the only thing I had like was like logical thinking. And that's why math was quite simple for me to understand, basically. Yeah. Uh, but I guess I was actually at, at the primary, secondary school. I was at the top of the class with like two other my friends. Uh, so then I went to university. The university I went to was to do, uh, so I, I was studying management and economics, and it was that kind of type of university when uh, we were actually studying some chemistry, physics, and a lot of stuff that doesn't actually kind of give us anything, any knowledge about economics. But we were just doing that. So maybe that was uh, is one of the reasons why I, why I know some of the stuff that I know. Uh, as for what what's happening at home. Uh, the thing is, I didn't spend a lot of time basically playing, uh, with my friends and stuff. I was more kind of involved in, uh, the building my own house, basically. So at some point when I was a child, I can't remember how old I was. Basically my, my dad, uh, got a piece of land and he decided, okay, we're going to build a house. <laughs> and so for years and years we were, we were basically just building this house again no experience but 
and I, I was actually not that great at building stuff, uh, but I would say uh, if I was uh, thinking about all the my classmates, I would say I was probably the best builder out of all classmates. <laughs> but when we're talking about all the people on the building side, I was probably the best person who would study studying the best, but not great at building. <laughs> so I was, you know, a bit of just a bit of everything from all worlds. Uh, so yeah, I guess the the whole kind of basic basis of what I know it was quite kind of different. So it just comes from like a lot of, a lot of different different ways. Um, I guess I, I, I had a teacher on um, art uh, who was uh, thinking that I'm quite creative. So we were involved in doing some kind of different kind of projects for the school. Uh, but the thing is, I'm not I'm not that great in uh, drawing stuff. But I can, I think, understand some kind of color, what color to use, and uh, the composition, just kind of general, maybe design stuff, but basically. But I can't, can't draw. And when I was just recently doing the uh, costumes for my boys for the World Book Day, uh, I wouldn't I expect me to be perfect, basically, because <laughs> I know that. Lab, You've set the bar pretty high, Sergey. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I can't fail. But the thing is, I haven't done costumes before. Uh, and you basically had to kind of draw wings. I had I uh, had to draw masks, and it, it's a challenge because you know it's uh, I don't have uh, sewing machines, so I was just basically using this hot glue and just <laughs> p- putting pieces together. And thank God it turned up okay. I mean, at least kids are happy, so that's the main thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm always trying to be to do the best I can. But sometimes I can, as every, every parent, I have uh, good days and bad days too. Yeah. So, would the building of the house be some of your fondest memories as a child? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, the thing is, so again, I, I didn't have time to go to play with my kids out uh, with my friends uh, outside. It was either school or like building site, <laughs> and we're doing doing everything uh, by my by ourselves basically uh, from making the actual blocks. Uh, that we uh, later just making wall uh, out of. Uh, so it took a lot of time because, again, we, uh, uh, not, n- n- no one in our family knew how to build a house. So we were just basically learning ourselves. Uh, but the problem was, uh, I mean, I'm not complaining about, about, about my uh, childhood, but the problem was that uh, the dad, so my dad decided, okay, we're going to build it. And we all just kind of had to follow him on the side. <laughs> you so, didn't get a say you know, in it. It, Exactly. I didn't have a say. So if you're saying, okay, do you want to build a house? Maybe I would want to, maybe for a month or two, but then I, I would love to stop. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah, would love to do. Uh, but we would just basically continue doing it. And But again, th- so again, I'm quite happy with the with this childhood that I got because without it, I wouldn't be the person I am today. So yeah. Uh, and do you, do you actually have any sort of mentors that you look up to as a father, like friends that have kids that are older or, you know, your family members and so on? Who, who do you think you've sort of pulled most inspiration from in the way that you act as a dad? Uh, I mean, the thing is, um, I, I mean, I have some uh, friends uh, who sometimes I, I, I see what they are saying to their kids. I'm thinking, okay, okay, I have to say more of that stuff to my kids. When, I, when, when you're walking around and you say, okay, here's a tree. It actually, uh, it was brought here into UK from France 
And it's, you know, with, and some kind of information about the, the tree. And I don't really know anything about the tree. I'm thinking, okay, I actually need to talk to more to my kids and actually explain this stuff. But I don't really know stuff. So I have to kind of read more to tell them stuff. So it's, it's sometimes it's difficult. But the thing is, again, uh, all the work that I do, uh, it, it involves me spending some time with my kids, but at the same time, it involves, involves me answering some comments, posting some stuff online. So I don't re- even watch news. Um, and the thing is, I have my wife who always tells me uh, if something is really important happening in, in our <laughs> lives, she's always going to tell me uh, something that's you know, in the world. I mean, uh, so I... I don't really have time for anything else. So it's just parenting and this extra job. <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, I, I, I wasn't, uh, uh, I, I was never good at uh, history, but I think it's it's so, so important. Uh, I hate that I mix up all the names and all the dates, so I can't actually say stuff. But it's a good thing that we have uh, uh, mobile phones now. So before, uh, if I want to tell something, some historical fact, I always just, quickly research it on my phone and then tell to my kids so that that's that that helps yeah one of the things i found has been brilliant having a mobile phone is the kids start asking questions and i'll get stuck really quickly and go you know what i don't actually know let's check this out or you know just when you feel like you're on the edge of yeah i think this is right but i'm not too sure just yeah, hang yeah, a second exactly, guys yeah. and it's the it's the uh, you know just like let's gather around and have a look at this because i'm certainly not the expert here it's definitely worked well so having that sort of augmented brain in your pocket is fantastic yeah and and it wasn't the case when we were kids if you just ask the question and your parents don't know you just left out there without any answer, just wandering around, just kind of come up with your own idea. But now we can. We can say for sure, check all the facts. The other problem is that sometimes, you know, internet lies. So if you use <laughs> yeah. a, different, a different browser or different search engine, uh, you can find like different results. So you have to double check all the, all, double check all the facts. Yeah. Now, you're a self-confessed tech sort of massive fan. What sort of... Um... What sort of approach are you taking with technology and your kids? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, I love gadgets. So I have probably uh, more than I need uh, trying to cut down. <laughs> Never on too many. Now. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, now I have excuse. I'm saying, okay, I need this camera because, you know, I need to film video for my Instagram. <laughs> so that works well. Uh, as for my kids, uh, yeah, basically they're quite small now, uh, uh, quite little, so they're five and seven. Uh, so I still can control the whole thing, uh, meaning that we do have a TV at home. That helps a lot. Uh, it helps a lot. It helps me a lot because you know if I have something planned for for uh, for an evening, and I uh, I don't have opportunity to. I don't have a chance. No distractions. Uh, to sw- exactly. To switch <laughs> on TV and catch some interesting films that I always wanted to watch and just lose uh, lose like the three hours of my life <laughs> and not, not finishing my work. So I don't have that thing. So And that I had uh, I had previously in my life. And the same thing happening with kids. You know, if they have a choice, okay, do I read the book? Do I do the craft? Or do I watch TV? Uh, it's not a brainer if they're going to choose the TV. Yeah. Uh, so not having TV at home definitely helps them to be interested in all other stuff. Uh, and uh, yeah, sometimes uh, I, I know the moments when I would love to uh, 
just to make it easier for myself, just switch on TV and just uh, make sure they're watching it and just keep me alone so I can just do, do my work. But, you know, it, it's not just the first years is happening. So we, we get used to the situation. So we know what's happening. They always know where the books are, where this uh, glue and scissors and everything else, what it is. And it's working quite well. The only problem is when we go somewhere and some kind of uh, software or something and there is TV, kids are sucked to the TV screen. They, yeah. they, they love it so much. And, but again, I guess it's not just because they don't have a TV at home. It's because just generally, uh, again, the studies they show in TV is quite kind of addictive, more or less, for kids. I know it's colorful, you know, cute and beautiful music there. So it's always that uh, really attracts children. Yeah. As for other devices, uh, so again, I'm not against technology. I'm, uh, I'm all about using technology, just, find, just finding the right way. So, for example, we uh, we do have iPad at home, uh, and recently I uploaded a video when we actually use this iPad to program our robot, uh, which is uh, a way of using iPad in a proper way, how as a tool to program something yeah. rather than sitting and watching YouTube. So, again, the way I see the all the technology, it has to kind of serve its purpose, not just entertain us. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. And one of the guys that I interviewed uh, way back at the start of the podcast, Tim Hawkin, he's an author, written a few books. And I said to him, Tim, you've got two sons. You've written all these books. How the hell do you do it? And he says, well, I just don't watch TV because the minute I watch TV, I lose all my time. It's exactly what you said, Sergey. So it's a great lesson there. If you actually want to get something done, don't have a TV in your house. <laughs> now, um, yeah. I wanted to ask you about some of your favorite experiments because you've done like over, was it over three, four hundred experiments now? Probably even more. Yeah. Which ones yeah, would you say, you like, what would be your top three favorites? Uh, it's, it's difficult because sometimes, you know, my favorite is not my kids' favorite, but I'm, I like them to be happy with the experiment and everything. And sometimes, it's, usually, usually the latest ones are my favorite ones. Uh, but there, there is one, uh, again, I love the Skittles ones, uh, because it's, again, it's turned my career around and just make, make, uh, made my name online. Uh, so the other one is the most popular video I have on, uh, YouTube with like tens of millions of views is the one with dinosaur eggs. So basically when you're taking the dinosaur, uh, toy, put it inside a balloon, uh, fill it with water, oh, yeah. put it in the freezer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then. Next morning, you just open it, put it in front of your kids, just open the balloon, so you get this beautiful egg-shaped uh, thing, uh, eyes. And then you, I, I give, I gave hammers to my boys, and they were just started smashing it, uh, and it was so much fun, and they were so happy when they saw the toy inside. So it was like really dinosaur-themed experiment, or I guess it was more activity. But there is always you can find something that. Uh, interesting about dinosaurs or about eyes, about uh, how uh, water becomes so hard. Uh, and you can always find some interesting fact to tell kids uh, in any activity, basically. Yeah. So uh, this one, uh, this one, a cool one. And another interesting one was, again, something like quite simple. Uh, but basically, uh, I call it black magic. <laughs> and uh, why I call it? Because, so basically... Uh, you know, you have some black markers 
So uh, and so we so for this experiment, what we have done, we have done. We, I chose like three uh, black markers from different brands, just regular markers, not not permanent ones. Then we uh, we cut paper strips. So I use some uh, kitchen towel, something like that. So just small strips, like maybe inch wide, and just uh, on the one side uh, of each paper, I draw a line with the black marker. So uh, each strip, different marker, different brand marker. Then uh, uh, I had three glasses, uh, put just a little bit of water at the bottom there, and then uh, put this strip inside the glass, uh, so so the strip touches a bit of water. And then the water starts starting to climb up on this paper, uh, and it takes, takes this ink from this marker up with it. And what you start noticing, you're noticing how this black turns into different other colors. So basically it means that inside this black marker you have you know the whole rainbow of colors. And the cool thing is that different brands use use different kind of combination of different colors and you can actually see that in this piece of paper. And it's just just black magic basically. <laughs> awesome. I like it. I've not not tried that one. That's definitely next on my list. And uh going back to the comment about dinosaurs and ice, yeah that's like a winning um combination, isn't it? You know, take two of kids' favorite things, put them together, and you, you've got basically a, an, an awesome sort of mixture. Um, yeah, yeah. The only problem with that one was it was uh, quite a struggle to set up because I wanted to really surprise them. So I, what I chose, I chose them. I chose like huge dinosaur toys, and then you know, dinosaurs are all spiky, and I was trying to put the balloon over those huge dinosaurs and uh, it took me a while to make sure i have this three eggs ready to go so i uh, ripped quite a few balloons there but <laughs> the result was worth it yeah so but what i recommend what i recommend now to to other parents i'm saying okay just use smaller smaller dinosaurs <laughs> yeah it should be fine yeah sand the edges off of it <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's worth it yeah yeah now, um, what what other advice would you have for parents when they're actually ta- uh, going through your your experiments? Uh, I mean, the thing is, uh, they the, some some parents. I'm saying, okay, I'm not creative. I can't do this stuff with my kids, or I'm not a scientist. I don't understand science, or I don't know anything about it. Uh, how to spend time with kids? I don't know that stuff, and they are afraid of trying. Uh, or they are afraid of failing because they think, okay, so I'm parents, so I'm adult, I should know everything, and whatever I do, I have to be right. And it's not the case. You can be wrong. It's okay to not know things. You just say, okay, I don't know, but let's just figure out it together. Or you say, I don't know, but let's just Google it out and just find the answer. Uh, so that, that's why all the uh, most of the activities that I'm trying to show on, on my channel are quite simple. And if you don't have any kind of background, any special materials or special equipment, uh, and you have, I don't know, your busy dad working uh, six days a week, and then you have this Sunday to spend with the kids, and you don't know what to do because, you know, you don't spend time with the kids. Uh, so what you can do, you can just go through my uh, say Instagram, find pick one uh, activity that you like, and it's quite simple, and it guarantees you have uh, quality time with your kids. You're going to have fun yourself. You're going to have fun as a family and you're, you're going to create um, great memories together. And it's not and it's all uh, based on the fact that you don't have to be afraid of trying things of on failing 
uh, and doing something that you don't know, but just be open to learning something new. That's fantastic, Sergey. And where's the best place for people to actually find the work that you've done? Uh, yeah, so basically it's the Dat Lab uh, across all social media. I'm originally on Instagram. Uh, I have a Facebook page and YouTube uh, and TikTok as well. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, whatever platform. Uh, so it's mainly social media. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, whatever platform or works best for you, you can find me there. Or you can just Google the Dat Lab and you'll find my book and my channels and my website. I'm just everywhere. <laughs> You certainly are, Sergey. And uh, I've got to say, the Kindle version of your book is probably the best Kindle version of a book I've ever bought that has pictures in it. Because I was a little bit reluctant because I wanted to get the hard, the, the paperback. And um, and so then I was looking around and, and Kindle was available. And I was sort of, oh, should I, shouldn't I? And I, I, I was blown away. It was, it was actually, yeah, surprisingly uh, good in the sense that i knew the book was good itself but kindle versions tend to always be a a sort of a a, a low-grade version of the original and and it was really really impressive so uh great work there yeah. and uh, we, i'm like, glad to hear that yeah the the actual book itself as well uh, it's available in which countries now uh yeah i mean so originally my book uh was released in uk and in australia uh, uh, it's called 40 activities, basically, the debt level, 40 the debt level activities. And then it, uh, I sold the rights to, uh, to adapt it to American markets. So the American version called 50 activities, uh, the debt level activities. And then uh, now is, uh, I still kind of selling the book uh, to be translated in different countries. And so far it has been translated to German, Italian, Korean, traditional Chinese, Turkish, and plenty of other languages. And it's just continuing going. So uh, from time to time, I'm just getting information from my um, uh, literacy agent uh, with the new uh, country, new languages coming up. Uh, so yeah, uh, publishers across the world just find it interesting. So they are actually investing uh, into promoting my ZLAT message across all countries. So quite happy about that it's brilliant sergey now what's next what sort of projects do you think you've got sort of percolating away can you tell us anything or is are you gonna take it uh, a back seat for a while <laughs> have a rest i mean i mean the thing is the thing is i'm uh, what happened with me uh including including the book the book was one of the projects that just uh, just turned up on my doorstep uh, unexpectedly uh, basically, uh, one uh, literacy agent found me saying that, okay, uh, you can write a book. And I was saying, me? Book? No. I mean, <laughs> why? How? I mean, how it's done? And it took her like six months to convince me. And now the book is out there and, it, and it's bestseller. Uh, so I'm quite happy about that. And what is happening now is I'm just getting opportunities from like completely different unexpected sites and just new stuff that I never expected to do. Like again, when I was releasing my book in America, uh, I was invited, uh, invited to Good Morning America, one of the biggest morning show to so, show, show some experiments there. Uh, and they actually uh, like the, my segment so much that they uh, like a week later, they invite me over again to do more science there. <laughs> so, and it was my first ever experience being on TV and again, being in America. And yeah, it was my first time being in America too. 
And so it was like a mind-blowing experience there. So just a lot of stuff is happening. So again, the next thing that I'm going to do, uh, I probably going to, uh, I'm thinking about making ma making my own ZDATLAB products, whatever it could be. It could be a game or could be a set, maybe a science set or art set. I don't really know. Uh, but I'm definitely thinking to do something this in, in that direction, again, to create like something offline because everything what i do now is online except yeah. the book i want to kind of increase the stuff that people can of the dead love that people can touch uh so yeah at some point i'm going to be looking for distributors for those products so if you are a distributor of, of a toy educational <laughs> game just reach out to me and uh, we'll figure out how we can work together that sounds good sergey well um on behalf of all parents who've ever sort of wanted to inspire their kids with science and struggled, I'd just like to say a massive thank you, Sergey. You're doing a great job. Yeah, you're very welcome. And again, I'm not perfect, but if I'm helping you guys, I'm happy. <laughs> well, you should be very happy. Thanks ever so much, Sergey. Well, thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure you check out Sergey's work on Instagram. You won't be disappointed. If you enjoy the podcast, please tell all your friends. If you don't enjoy it, tell anyone you don't like. If you have a spare two minutes and want to do something really nice, if you could write a review on iTunes, I'd be eternally grateful. Thanks again for listening. I hope you have a great week. And in the meantime, enjoy your caffeinated beverage. <laughs>